Welcome in Ask Level Episode 6 alongside Chris Level. I'm Choice Woodman. You're powered by Double T 97.3 as usual. Level, how are we doing today? Well, I, I feel like I've uh, I've seen that movie before uh, <laughs> yeah. up in up in Manhattan. Um, you know, I've I've seen that many many times before, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it 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 gets about what I I think you're about where you you thought you'd be. You know, way back in August. Mm-hmm. You know, if you if you look at it that way, I think everybody got you know kind of excited after obviously beating Houston and then beating uh, beating Texas a little bit. But you know, again, you're you're the, the same issues that we kind of wondered about are are clearly there still. Sure. And um, um, yeah, so I just but we can point to a lot of things, okay, and we will uh, as to why we saw the same movie in Manhattan. But when you when you give up basically 350 rushing yards, there's just not many football games you're going to win. Period. You know that's that's the harsh reality of it. And so that that was the you know kind of because you played really good defense in the second third quarter, and mm-hmm. I think you you adjusted, and I think Kansas State kind of got conservative, but it's just those explosive plays, man. Uh, 69 yard runs by Adrian Martinez and by Deuce Vaughn because they weren't throwing it on you consistently. I mean, I think. No. Uh, if if Adrian Martinez and Deuce Vaughn stay healthy for Kansas State all season long, they're going to be a handful. If one of those guys gets dinged up or has to miss some time, and they're going to, I'll be interested to see if they're good enough to adjust and try to beat you in a different way. But you know, obviously over the weekend it wasn't. Uh, they didn't have to figure out a different ways. They just kind of ran it right at you. Now I think the game plan was to make Adrian Martinez beat you with his arm. And you weren't able to get to that game plan much because of the explosive playability. Um, yeah, it, it was just a, a tale of four quarters. Two went went the way of the Red Raiders, but obviously much more explosive by by Kansas State in their two quarters that they won. Yeah, uh, I, I think uh, there's so many ways I could I take take this conversation, but I mm-hmm. think uh, that's the difference between tech and a lot of teams in this league right now, choice is that, you know, you, your, your explosive plays the you know, the, they're not ending in touchdowns mm-hmm. and other team, other teams are, I mean, you, you see what Bijan Robinson and Xavier Worthy did the week before you see what Deuce Vaughn and, and uh, Adrian Martinez did to you uh, up in Manhattan, but you, you don't have that ability. There's really not that player on your team that can do that on a consistent basis. And we've seen a few of that, you know, those, those things from miles price, obviously he, he leaves the game uh, with an ankle issue. And uh, I think, uh, uh, you, you know, that that's, but that's the difference is that, you know, I remember, I remember being at a, a bowl game production meeting back in San Diego when you played Arizona state, uh, in Cliff's Cliff Kingsbury's first year, and uh, the uh, the game analyst at the, at the time was Matt Millen, okay, uh, yeah. NFL Network yeah. and former Detroit Lions general mm-hmm. manager, and all those things. And he was almost kind of being rude about it in a, in a way, but he, he was kind of right. And he was like, he goes, Coach, when I see your team, I feel like you're playing the game in a twenty yard box because you don't have anybody that can get behind the defense. And at the time you had Jakeem Grant and I think he could, he could do so. Although I think he was pretty, pretty young at the time. Yeah. Um, 
and anyway, but that's kind of what you what you're looking at here. You you just you don't have anybody that just can take the top off, any pure speed, anybody that can just because you have good players. You just don't have any pure burners and you don't have any any like next level guys that are bona fide next level guys right now and i think it's yeah. and you have a quarterback that's still you know while he's put up some good numbers there's still some turnover issues and he just still looks a bit unsure of himself at times and he just won't kind of cut it loose and he's got to increase your margin for error does donovan smith right now and and yep. and, and, and make some plays and in fact he's being you know I don't know. To me, it looks a bit timid enough to where it, it's just, you, you know, you're not going to take a lot of chances and maybe he's, a, he's afraid of those turnovers. But you, you you need somebody back there that really is going to be a reason why you win, not re, not be a reason why you kind of semi keep it close. And he's still learning, but but that's just the reality of where your team is right now. That's just kind of the the piece of the puzzle that I think you you kind of need and you just don't you don't have it right now. Um, and it's he's dealing with what he's dealing with around him too. The offensive line is not great. Yeah. Uh, I think they're kind of learning trial by fire and, and they're trying to get better and, you know, give up six sacks. Some of that's probably on the line. Some of that's probably on Donovan a bit, but uh, anyway, um, you know, I'm just, you, you, but it's about, I guess, to wrap that part of it up, it's kind of about what you thought in that you're you know three and two after five games maybe maybe it's even a bit better than I don't know but I mean yeah 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 I, I think well go, going back to the, the explosive play part I, I think a part of it is yes you, you're still looking for that guy and, and Miles Price is as close as you have to it so you can keep but, looking because it, it, it's not over there I mean no, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the problem no and yeah. I, but I, I think part of it is what you alluded to and, and it's just the difference in quarterback the plan was coming in Tyler Shuck and, and it's a different quarterback and we've heard coach Kitley talk about that in some of the the press conferences that there has been a bit of an adjustment that he's had to make um, a little bit to to change things up on what he's seeing and, and all that but I, I think that's that's part of it is that Donovan's a guy that m more so you do have to kind of play in that box and part of it is the the turnovers too because yeah. he he's been turnover prone through these first um, handful of games he had a great game against Texas and and being clean there but then come back and have several of them on, on Saturday yeah, I mean, against K-State honestly choice to me if I tell you you turn it over four times and you give up 350 rushing yards or just under that 346 I think to be exact yeah if I tell you that on Friday you you, you think okay you, you probably lost by 30 or 40 Didn't and plaster, so yeah yeah and and so in some ways it, it because the one thing this team, there's not just a lot of pure NFL next level playmaking ability, talent on either side of the ball. I mean, Tyree Wilson is clearly sure. starting to show that with he had multiple sacks again, but they play hard. I mean, they're going to fight you. They're, mm -hmm. they're going to play hard and they're not going to quit. They're going to keep grinding. And I think that's uh, that's a testament to, to Joey and, and, and those kids and all, all those things. I'm just trying to look at it from a football standpoint. Right. When you compare it to, you know, because I watched a lot of Oklahoma State and Baylor. There's plenty of juice on those teams. I watched, you know, there's not a ton on Iowa State. Uh, I think TCU's got way more than anybody thought. And, um, you know, and and they they look uh, they look like an absolute handful. And Brett Venables was uh, struggling 
uh, to dealing with all that uh, that was going on in his face. And so uh, yeah. you just start looking around and we've seen it with, with Texas and, and their juice, but that's just kind of, you know, you, you just look slower on offense and Donovan looks a bit timid. And when you factor all that in, you have to drive the field and it, 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 it helps the defense out because, at some point, that's when a, when you got to run that ninth or tenth or eleventh play. That's when the turnover comes, or that's when a key penalty comes, or or whatever. And that's what that's going to be the book on on this tech team is they're you're just going to start dropping people back. I mean, they're that's what they're going to deal yeah. with uh, going forward. In my opinion, is like make the kid beat you with his legs or underneath because we don't think that they're good enough to beat you uh, consistently. Uh, game in and game out that way or even for a full game but that's going to be kind of what the book is and you're going to have to figure out because you don't have your running game is okay but it's not it's not dangerous enough to where you you, you respect it enough to to like decide how you want to defend this offense in my opinion and so yeah. you know and, and Loic has got some speed but he's a bit dinged up but dealing with a couple of shoulder issues a previous one and the current one and uh, you know, I, I, I think that they were really excited about getting Cameron Valdez back into the mix, uh, but he's going to be missing some more time. I think sure. he's a change of pace guy. I think you miss Koy Aiken. Uh, Tyler King has got some speed. He's not ready yet. So I just going through it. And you know who else I didn't really see much of exactly. uh, in Manhattan is Jerron Bradley. Didn't record no. a catch. He didn't start uh, the game either. Didn't, so. didn't, didn't start it and yeah, didn't and that, really play much. And not that he's going to burn anybody. He's a bully ball type guy. But still, I just going through the offensive uh, skill guys, and it's just, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's – you know, going back to what you, you said a little bit ago, three and two, most people take that. I mean, I, I think if you ask most Tech fans through when you look at the schedule before the season, if you can get three wins out of the first six, you'd, you'd be pretty happy with that because – the back half of your schedule is is what sets up for more success. Now, Kansas is not what we thought they were before the season, so there's there's that. But overall, <laughs> they're you, not they're not what anybody thought. You know, you look at the rest yeah. of the schedule, and I think you say there's not a loot or there's not a game that's a guaranteed loss, but there's no guaranteed wins left on the schedule. And this coming oh, yeah. weekend is going to be. I think what is the uh, most difficult perceived matchup uh, left on the schedule, at least as of right now. Well, yeah, it could be. I mean, they, they Oklahoma State looks like a handful, and they've got plenty of their defense playing a bit better now than they were when they started that uh, that season out against that Central Michigan team, where they kind of yeah. got way up, and then they just kind of almost gave it gave most of it back. But um, yeah, they're, they're Spencer Sanders playing really good, um, you know, and they've they've got Brennan Presley's a handful. I mean, they, they just yeah, they're going to be good. I mean, they're going to Mike Gundy. I mean, that never gets enough credit uh, for how many big winning seasons that they've had, and it's it really the big knock on him is he just can't beat Oklahoma consistently. You know that 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 is a lopsided series, but other than that, he he beats most everybody else. But uh, yeah, that that that'll be a. And, and it's much like Manhattan Stillwater's not not really been kind to you. I mean, it just it just hasn't. And uh, you know, they're they're going to be riding high and ranked uh, fairly high, and uh, away you go. But yeah, it does not get any easier. You, you, you'll as we look ahead, though, th- those Kansas and West Virginia home games are going to be monstrous for you yeah. this season if you want to extend your season and get to a bowl game. Because I don't know. 
I don't know if I envision a scenario to where you start talking about getting bowl eligible and all that if you don't get those two done. But maybe I could be wrong, and there could be some different things that happen. And and I know Kansas lost a running back yesterday that was key. It was a devastating injury. It didn't mm-hmm. look good at all. And uh, I think West Virginia actually lost the uh, player at the same position uh, that they both, both players carted off. Didn't the look freshman, good. Yeah. yeah. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. I just, you know, but, but the, the, I, I know Joey talked about it after, after the game and I don't know what you do uh, other than like really try to warm up different or, you you get a little more aggressive early on. I don't I don't really know what the the answer is, but I don't think you can get more fiery during a pregame speech. I don't think. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. it's kind of weird because and, talking, and I'm talking about the slow starts, right? You know, right. That, that's what. Yeah, that's what on the road, especially. But yeah, and he's talked he talked about that uh, on Saturday after the game. It's just he, he doesn't can't quite put the finger on why the starts are so slow, but I mean. On Saturday, you you rebound really well, and, and that seems to be the difference. If you want to call it a culture thing or whatever, but this team does seem to feel like they're still in it, even if after a slow start. And and your defense has played well enough to keep you in these games because there's plenty of years in the past where you haven't had a defense good enough to keep you in those games, yeah. where you you go for it on fourth down down in in opponent territory and don't get it but you still hold them to a field goal two times in that game. So yeah. defense is, is doing their part for the most part. And it's well, kind of weird to say after you give up 350 yards. Yeah. On the and I'm not sure if the defense did do enough to keep you in it. I mean, and maybe you're just asking too much of them. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they kept you in the game for a while, but then the dam kind of broke, I guess. And, right. and really where the game, where the game was lost is, is you you there's two two points in that game where you, where ultimately you look back and go well that's probably where we lost it and that is you know you get down thirteen to nothing and and but the first series it's like two plays seventy yards and it's like okay what what yeah and now now you're playing behind you know and trying to play catch up and then you you know and it just you're not good enough to like be chasing and being behind on in both of these road games that we've seen and and good enough to beat good teams like this in their place and two. There's 1455 left to go in the in the fourth quarter, and you get a bit of a errant snap, and the hole kind of comes down awkwardly, and Trey Wolf missed a missed a makeable field goal, yeah. and that would have given you the lead. Now I don't know if if you go on to win it, but that at that point that's where you kind of lost the game though because sure. it just kind of got away from you after that, and you know it's 20 to 20 at the time, and you did you battled back and you looked good doing it, and you played clean football for the most part, but. After that, it's like that. That's when you give up some more explosives, and then you, you know, yeah. It's just that that, but that that it. That's always the point, though, where Kansas State they don't make that mistake. They don't miss right. a makeable field goal for whatever reason. Even though I think it was just kind of a, a just slightly errant snap, and it just it was awkward and um and, and all that. But they don't they don't make that one typically, and. Uh, I don't know what they were doing in the second, third quarter because they just got wildly conservative. And I think you just kind of loaded up the box. But also with yeah. that, when you say, hey, we're going to not let Adrian Martinez uh, beat us with his legs, we're going to try to make him beat us with his arms, so we're going to load it up. Well, when you give up those running plays and they block it up right, if they get to that second level, there's yep. nobody back there. I mean, you, you've kind of committed to to that. And 
that's why you, you some of that you see those explosive runs and, and things like that because there's just there's no there's no safety help back there at all. So I don't know, man. It's just uh, but I've seen that movie before. It's kind of more of the same and uh, away you go. But uh, yeah. yeah, the Kansas State uh, hex over Texas Tech continues because you just can't. Really, you can't you can't beat them no matter where it's at. I mean, you know, it's just like it's yeah, frustrating. It's, uh, Eleven out of the last twelve, you've lost to those guys. <sighs> which so, is, uh, yeah, and, and which is it's embarrassing, man. I mean, that, it is. that you know, it, it's it's frustrating because that is a program, and you 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 saw Manhattan. Yeah, I mean, you you tell me what's around there. I mean, and, and it'll make you really appreciate <laughs> what Bill Snyder nothing. built there because there's nothing around there. No, it's. They, a- I mean, yeah. it, the, the town itself was very unimpressive. There's some some evening life that was cool before yeah. the game and all that. Aggie, the, Aggieville. Aggieville. That's what it yeah. was. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, it is crazy to say that. 11 out of 12 losses to one team, and it's not the University of Texas or OU. We're talking about Kansas State, a team that you're supposed to be on well, the same playing field. On with. par with. Yeah, and, and they're good. They, they've been good. They've sure, been relevant but, and all that. But that's but they're not national champion caliber or true. Big 12 champion caliber good over that time. There's some times they're flirting with Big 12 titles. Yeah. But it's not that, – that's what's just crazy about it is that that's not a team that's supposed to have your number like that. That's like Texas Tech against Baylor when Baylor's really bad and Texas Tech <laughs> against the Aggies in the 90s and 2000s. It's just – these are numbers you just don't expect to have against the team. And OSU is similar, not, not as bad, but similar over the last decade and a half. Yeah. I mean, so, yeah, no, yeah. And, and that's, that's, I mean, you look at why you've kind of struggled in the last decade or you've been down mm-hmm. and you just start looking at some of your, your series with some of these teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You've beat Kansas most of the time, not every time as we know. But most of the time, you've beaten West Virginia most of the time. Right. But it's the Kansas State's, the, it's the Oklahoma State's, it's the TCU's, it's the – and then we know kind of what it looks like against Oklahoma and Texas. And then you sit here and, well, no wonder you've been below 500 in the league. Yeah. You know, it's, I mean, that, it's that next – I mean, you're down there yeah. at the bottom, beating the bottom teams for the most part. But then it's that next rung of the ladder you're trying to climb back to the middle of the pack in the Big 12, and those teams keep kicking you back down the ladder. So – um to transition this, we'll get to some questions from the audience to close out, but a quick preview of Oklahoma State. Is there anything – is there a weakness with Oklahoma State at all this year? I mean, anything they're susceptible to? Well, I think the their their defense in general is is young in some spots, especially up front. Uh, or I, I say young, and, and it's just inexperienced in their scheme and, and things like that. Obviously, they've okay. got Derek Mason as their new coordinator, former head coach at Vanderbilt after mm-hmm. – uh, Jim Knowles left to go be the the hold that same title at uh, under Ryan Day at Ohio State, uh, but they, they're they just they just have lots of good athletes, man, and they have they they ran a kickoff back for a touchdown against Baylor. Uh, they've got some speed, and then they've just got a quarterback that's kind of he he did throw an interception yesterday. How about how about that? He threw. He threw 12 interceptions last season. Seven mm-hmm. of those seven of those were against the Baylor Bears. Okay. And then he did, he, he does throw one yesterday, uh, but then he came right back in the next drive and I think threw a touchdown pass, maybe even on the first play. Yeah. Um, you know, against, uh, uh, against Baylor, but, uh, they, they went now, they won that game. I mean, they, they were just better, uh, than Baylor. And I, I think maybe even the expectations for Baylor were a bit out, uh, out of whack, I guess, based on 
what they had coming back in the trenches and they lost so much skill at running back and, and uh, in their secondary and things like that to the NFL. Uh, Baylor's really good, uh, but Oklahoma state was just a bit better. And that's a big win to go into Waco and kind of, they controlled that game from start to finish for the most part. And, and, and Baylor certainly made some plays, but that's the only really weakness that I see uh, is just kind of some youth and inexperience on defense. And sometimes they look really good. Sometimes not, not so much, but uh, they, you know, that was the biggest test they'd had. It was against the bears in Waco and they pl- passed it with flying colors. So, you know, and they're not going to be, you know, I hate, hate saying it like that, but they're not going to be intimidated by, by anything that Texas tech brings to the, you just got to play really well, really clean and, yeah. and, and be on it early. And you can't get down 20 to nothing or 13 to nothing like you have in your last two road games. Cause that's just not gonna, that's not going to end well for you. Will we ever face a, a defensive line that's not excellent this season because still seems like OSU has got a next, pretty good front next year I next mean year. maybe I don't know yeah because I mean <laughs> every single I, one you faced up to they're old recent they're, weeks, they're, yep they're old they're experienced uh I think uh, you know the two guys that you were worried about versus Kansas State each each came away with three three sacks so very well yeah you were you were worried for a reason and yeah, I mean, and, and again, when you're going to not face a mobile, you know, kind of quarterback and, and a guy that's more than capable because, you know, th- this is just another one. Um, so, but that's kind of the, that's the fun part about this league is we didn't really know about a lot of these quarterbacks. And I still think that the story is yet to be written kind of on what what it looks like uh, after the season is over on kind of the ebbs and flows because Blake Shapin's been pretty good. Spencer Sanders has been good. Uh, Max Duggan, nobody saw that coming. He's been he's been yeah. superb. Uh, Jalen Daniels has been superb. Hunter Deckers has been a mixed bag. You know, Texas with you know, I, I think they're just waiting for Quinn Ewers to get back, and you, you you're dealing with your own you know circumstances and waiting for Tyler Shuck to get back. But that's kind of been part of the ebb and the flow of of the league too. Is watching it from week to week. Is that you're not real sure what you're going to get out of those positions. But if Adrian Martinez continues to play like this and rush for, you know, close to hundred yards and, and then just stay away from the mistakes and, yeah. and avoid the turnovers. Yeah. Kansas state's going to be a problem. I mean, they're, they're going to be a, they're going to be a problem because they're one of the better teams in the, in the big 12, what they were doing against Tulane though. I just maintain, I have no idea. I, I it baffles well, me. I, I what they were doing was what they did the first quarter or excuse me, the second and third quarter. Yeah, Texas Tech. Probably. They're just very lackluster and yeah. maybe too conservative, but Anyway, um, for those interested, the opening line for the Texas Tech and Oklahoma State. Hold on, don't tell me. Uh, I'll let you guess at it. Okay. I'll say Oklahoma State's favored by nine and a half. A little higher. A little higher, Bob. 11? 13 and a half. 13. Okay. So yeah. Almost, man, almost a two touchdown favorite. Yeah. And, and that, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, I, there's nothing really that would on paper that would suggest to you that that's the way it should, it should go any different based on sure. what your team is and then past history. And, and you're kind of coming in dinged up a bit with no, you know, potentially no miles price. You don't know what, what's Roderick Thompson. And, you know, so again, you, you need help on that side of the ball. You don't need to be losing. Uh, anybody but there's just not not anybody you know you know what this team needs though what this team needs to go find themselves a Kalen Geiger in the offseason okay that's the kind of guy that they need they need a portal like an old guy that's got some juice that's going to make plays that it's at one of these mid-major types that is looking to play on a bigger stage 
and and that can can give you something that's a yep. good kid I mean, they, they need Kalen Geiger 2.0 is what what this particular group needs and they may need more than that don't get me wrong but they need something like that in my opinion on on offense I thought you were going to give me something you know for this week I'm like all right what what do we got this week that's no go? yeah what? no I, well they, they they need to they need to score on their first drive is what they need if you're, that would if help. you're asking that stuff just because that way it kind of sets the tone, you know, and things like that. And I don't know, maybe Oklahoma State will kind of come out flat and maybe they'll, yeah. but, you know, I'm, I'm asking, I'm, I'm kind of hoping there and hope it's not a strategy, but it's like, you, you know, I, I've seen that before where, you know, maybe you catch Oklahoma State when they're just, they don't have it that day and they're kind of riding high, came, came off of that bye week, but they, they just played really well against Baylor, man. So it's, uh, no doubt. and Sanders is playing as good as any quarterback in the league right now. All right, uh, get to a few questions and, We'll uh, wrap this episode up. First question in is uh, just a simple one. When will Tyler Shuck be back? Is there a, a timeline? He, he's he been throwing a little bit. Uh, I think uh, I, I think it may be unrealistic to think he could be available for the West Virginia game because keep in mind, you, you play Oklahoma State this coming weekend, then you have a bye week. So we're talking three weeks from now. But really, it's two weeks from now because you've got to practice and all that leading up to a game, and you have to earn your job back. I don't at this point, as you asked me as we record this, there's nothing that Donovan Smith has done yet to tell me that it's just his job and like no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Sure, I mean, sure. it's been a mixed bag. You've seen some good, you've seen some not so good. He's learning. He's young. Part of it is a product of what he is around him, too. But uh, but I mean, I think Shuck will be he would be a welcome sight in my eyes. I can tell you that if 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 he's healthy and available, he's been in there and studying and operating. I, mean, I, I sat with him at halftime of the Texas game for a bit and he's just in there studying. He's in there operating like he's like he's uh, you know ready and available right now like learning the game plans each week even though he's not even traveling or not even playing or whatever he is somebody that is uh is very engaged and 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 all that so he's trying to to minimize the delay right. for when he is cleared uh the mental part of it it's really this is just a physical issue so do you think uh we're more likely to see shucks return if you know there is a shuck return but do you think there's? It's more likely that we see it mid-game that he comes in and in, in relief, or kind of to, just to get the feet wet? Or I don't, he's, I don't know. Start? Choice. Yeah, I, I don't know. That's a great question. I think uh, it, it's all based on when he's cleared uh, and and when he's like really ready to to play. Okay, uh, because he may like you know you yours down in Austin. He's been kind of practicing, kind but of is cleared, he really yeah. ready to play? Right. And be in a game and get hit, all these things. And I don't, similar I don't know. type of injuries, right? I I, I don't I don't know if Quinn Ewers had surgery or not. I know Tyler I did. did. Yeah. yeah, I know Tyler did, and yeah. and that that should actually strengthen uh, the the his his collarbone or whatever they they went their clavicle, whatever they went to go fix because there's mm-hmm. plate and screws. I mean, Joey's talked about that and all that stuff. Yep. Yep. Uh, but it's just really, it's about, you know, getting that throwing motion back and getting range of motion back and then, you know, being able to, to get hit and being cleared and sign off on. So, um, yep. so I, I, I don't know if that's a, Hey, let's let him start out a game and see how it goes or let's say, hey, man, let's see if we can't work him into the system, but it's very clear that they're just not ready to push any kind of button with Baron just yet. 
so, you know, based on how some, some of the things we've seen from Donovan. So, yeah. Uh, next question. Let's we'll sneak a, a basketball question in from Kelly on Twitter. He says, Level, who do you think will be the Bryson Williams type of leader on this year's team? Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know if there's ever going to be one. You, you could ask me that question for the next 10 years. I don't yeah. know if you'll ever get anybody like that. I mean, I think as close as you're going to get is maybe a guy like Davion Harmon that is going to be a guy that holds people accountable. He's not sure. afraid to speak up. He's a little more outspoken than Bryson was. And, you know, the thing about Davion is he's going to need to be really good too, because that's what Bryson just kind of demanded respect because of how, how good he played. And it wasn't right. that way initially. You know, we, we're going to remember the Bryson Williams from January and February and March, but we forget what November and December looked like. And it was a bit of a struggle. It, it, it took a while. So we just have to remember that when we watch this coming up basketball team and that it's a process. Right. Everybody wants it to happen immediately. And you start making comparisons <laughs> and all those things because oh, yeah. I remember watching Bryson against – uh, Tennessee. I remember watching Bryson against, uh, oh, who was the uh, Providence, I guess it was. And and I'm just like, man, it just like, man, I, I don't know if he's as good as maybe we thought he was going to be and all that. But then next thing you know, it's like he's going up to Lawrence, Kansas and uh, about single-handedly beating the Jayhawks. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So that, but yeah, Davion Harmon would be my answer, I guess. Yeah, I think that's probably a good answer. He does seem to be the, the outspoken one and and a guy that can also lead by example. Uh, this question from Alan uh, asking, what happened with the whistle in the game late where the whistle was blown by the official seemingly mid-play? Well, okay, to sum this up really quickly, they 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 botched it. The, the officials botched it on all kinds of fronts. They, they spot the ball wrong. They cheat you out of four yards. Yeah. There's multiple whistles that blew uh -huh. and I believe that just some miscommunication and it, it appears that somebody on the sideline is going to just run in and, and kind of correct the spot maybe, or, or just kind of pause right. and let's talk about this whistles blow, but they allow, they elect to let the play go on. And, and then you end up throwing interception. Here's why I'm not too worked up about it. Okay. They botched it. I think the league is going to say, Hey, yeah, we screwed it up. It's not going to do you any good. Here's why I didn't get so worked up about it, though, at the time. You still – it's still a two-score game. You you have to score and then recover another onside kick Well, at the time. maybe. You do have three timeouts in your pocket. You, you point, do, but so. you're down nine. You, you, your bottom line is you're down nine. Sure, points. sure. You had to, You've got to you, score you, twice. Yeah, you, you, exactly. And so that's why I just thought, okay – I can't get too worked up about it. Again, don't let somebody run for 350 yards on you. The Agreed. end. You I, I don't think anybody anybody yeah. I've seen is blaming the officials, but it also takes whatever percentage, tiny percentage chance um, uh, that Texas Tech still had. It, it takes right. it out of their hands, which is is frustrating because um, I, I think what's what's the problem there level is that you've got a ref that or multiple refs that are not owning up to an inadvertent whistle and you're going to tick off one coach or the other, but they choose not to tick off the home home coach in this situation because they have an inadvertent whistle. And yeah, yeah it's, Again, it's, it's frustrating, 12, but it's not, 
the reason you lose the game. Yeah, the Big Twelve is going to apologize uh, to you just just like Quietly. they did the the week before when when there was uh, you know intentional grounding that should have been called. It wasn't, <laughs> but th- this yeah. is just this is just what you. Yeah. I, I just. I, I get frustrated with officials a lot of the times, especially at the college level, because they're very well paid, unlike at, at other levels. But true. Uh, true. at the end, of, at the end of the day, it, it you know there, there's so many things that you could have done that you could have prevented that Absolutely. that would have take kept you from being in that situation anyway. So no doubt, no doubt. Uh, one more question, and it's another quarterback question. Level, uh, he asks, is there a chance we'll see Barron a little bit more after this past weekend? You know, I, I don't know. Uh, I, I, th- I think Barron's biggest issue is, is that it doesn't look very good from Monday through Friday. That, that's all I've gathered. It doesn't look good Monday through Friday. I think it was an open competition, you know, prior to the Texas game. And I think, you know, Donovan clearly beat him. And you were kind of wondering if it shook Donovan up a little bit and kind of, you know, um, but at some point if the turnovers keep coming or because you you need a playmaker at that position right now and again that's not necessarily fair you can't have just a a a game manager type right now which is a kind of what I feel like Donovan is and that's not a knock because he just doesn't have near as much around him as was we're used to having around here okay and I'm not trying to take a shot at any of the guys you have here but you know, when you had Eric on your team and you had some like Geiger and you had some of these guys that, you know, maybe would get a cup of coffee or we're going to get drafted in the NFL. Yeah. You just don't have those people right now. And they're and if you do, they're really young and haven't quite emerged yet. You have a lot of possession type receivers um, and you don't have an older, uh, experienced offensive line, which is kind of part of the problem, too, that I think Donovan's having to deal with. And, and maybe, you know, a guy like Barron that comes in and just cuts it loose and plays and just running around and is a gunslinger. He just I, I gather he doesn't instill a ton of confidence in the midweek to earn that right yet. I, again, this is me kind of connecting dots. Uh, but I mean, if, if you feel like that Donovan is holding you back and is is, again, turnover prone, I mean, I, you know, because early in that game uh, against Kansas State, I kind of wondered, OK, yeah, do they just kind of. You know, and, and and Zach Kitley could say, hey, Don, Donovan, come sit over here with me and watch a series from the sideline. doesn't mean he's getting pulled. Right. I mean, Mike, Mike Leach did this with Cliff Kingsbury one time, and it was just like for a quarter, a couple of series, and B.J. Simmons played, and then Cliff went back out there and finished yeah, up the rest of the season. There's yeah, all Graham kinds Harrell of ways. To, too. Yeah, exactly, with Chris Todd. Yep. There's all kinds of, of dynamics there and things you can do. So, sure. But uh, I, I don't think they're opposed to – to play in Barron. It's just a matter of, you know, there's maybe some confidence issues. There's maybe some things that maybe they know about Tyler Shook's timetable that factor into it. They may, they may be looking at like, well, with, with what's around him, we, we don't, we don't know if Barron could do any better. I don't know. There's could yeah. be all kinds of, of, of conversations and things like that going on, you know? Right. So anyway, it's just going to be interesting because to wrap that part of it up, I'll be interested to see what happens with these guys after the season's over, depending on how this plays out and the portal and all that stuff. Uh, You know, because does Tyler come back and play and play well? And then does he cruise or does he may sad and get a full shot at it this year? I want to, I want to, because he's got another year to come back. I mean, he does. Yeah. So I just, I don't envision a scenario to where all three are, are back here. Uh, but but who some the heck people knows? said that before this year, too. So Correct. Absolutely. So you never know. So, yeah. All right. Well, Level, appreciate it. You the man. 
we'll uh we'll do it again next week you are the man woodman appreciate it keep hope alive people absolutely this has been the ask level podcast powered by double t 97.3 he's chris level i'm choice woodman we'll talk to you again next week you've been listening to the ask level podcast powered by double t 97.3 for more from lubbock sports station go to double t 973.com